Welcome to No Applause, Just a Clap. I'm Doug, and with me is Deb, the girl who made the chair actually make the noise again. I didn't fart, it was the chair. And you know when you say that, they go, we'll make it do it again. And they can't. She did. That's a precedent. Yeah, precedent is set. Now you always have to make the chair make that sound again. Or believe them that they farted. Or that it didn't fart, rather. See, now I kind of want to try and make it do it again, but it wouldn't pick up on this. However, we apparently teased something we didn't talk about last week, which is the Wendy's death breakup story. Yes, so um, let's just start out with a bang. Um, Let's talk about Wendy's and death. And breakups. So um, I I don't remember what uh, context we were talking about this uh, about uh, last week, but um, what happened was um, I went to go see the Spike and Mike's uh, Twisted Animation Festival with my friend Ryan and his wife. Um, I had a great time. I won the raffle. Yay! What'd I win? Um, I won a Spike and... Well, I got to pick. I got a Spike and Mike's trucker hat, which literally I have no idea where that went. Got a nice... I got a nice cross breeze going. And, uh... What? Oh, nothing. Sorry. And uh, I got a box of uh, Powerpuff Girl cookies because they started out on Spike and Mike's with the Ascot Girls. Do you know the girl that um, did uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic? Uh-huh. Uh, is married to Craig McCracken, the guy who does uh, uh, No Neck Joe and Powerpuff Girls? Um, that's pretty awesome. That is wicked awesome. That's like off, awesome. that's the whole uh, that's the whole Offerman uh, Milani. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Malani. totally. Milani. Milani? No, no it's, there's no ends in it. Malali. Malali. Well, that's like Malawi. I guess Malali makes sense. Malali. We keep saying it'll make sense. Socks. Oh, no, let's not get sock on socks. That was last week. So. That was me spraying the cats. So I. Wasn't even going to say anything. But, uh, so, um, I went to go see Spike and Mike's. It was great. We go down to the coffee shop we both worked at for, like, late night coffee drinks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I looked at my phone and there's, like, 25 missed calls. You need your probably wake up. Which means someone's, uh, uh, crowbars. Crowbars are my mm. drug of choice. Um, uh, I cu- no, I couldn't drink Broadway's because they have a banana in them. Oh, that's right. You're allergic uh, Midnight banana. Express would be what you're thinking of mm. for me. Midnight Express. Mm. Um, let's talk sponsorship. Um, they couldn't afford us. But anyway. Um, what are you talking about? You buy us for a bottle of Jameson? Two. Two. One each. Well, if we're doing it like that, it might have to be three, you, me, and non-turn. Yeah, but the non-turn's not technically on payroll. Yes, but if I'm drinking, the non-turn's going to be here, because I'm not going to drink alone. Well, then you'll drink half a bottle of Jameson. That's enough. Then why do you get a whole bottle of Jameson if I only get a half a bottle because of Jameson? Because I'm 70% of this shit. Damn it. Oh. Doug for the I win. I executive decisioned it. Doug for the win. Um, so... Anyway, sorry, I, 25 I get the 25 missed calls. calls. You know when you see your phone, you got that many of calls, you're like, someone's fucking dead. Um, especially at the age we get to in our, probably like, uh, what's, uh, how old was I? It's mid-twenties. Um, early twenties. Early, early to mid-twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, your grandparents are starting to... Uh, getting a little frail. Yeah. yeah. Old people die, that's what they do. Um, so, I get this thing, my mom's like, get your ass to Aurora now. Get your ass to the burbs. Your grandfather's on his way out. Cool. Um, I, I I look at my friend and his wife. I say, I'm sorry, I gotta drop you off. 
Um, oh, this is when you still had a car. Oh, yeah. Um, I drop them off. I'm on my way. Um, I think this is so, so selfish. Um, but I think I don't want to deal with any of this on an empty stomach. I'm just going to be cranky, ornery. I won't be able to smoke. Um, it's a stressful situation anyways, though. Yeah, you like... You're trying to set yourself up for what venue yeah. kind of dignically um, you could gather. So I... I'm on my way to this the Wendy's uh, down the street from the hospice, um, and um, <clears throat> my friend calls me and says I have something to talk to you about, and I'm like, um, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Can it wait? And he goes, No, it's kind of a big deal. And I went, Oh, okay. Meet me by the meet me at the Wendy's, you know, on on so and so street, and. Um, he meets me there. I'm jamming on the, uh, some kind of bacon triple something. The Baconator? No, the ba- oh, the Baconator was long. No, the Baconator wasn't even existing yet. It was a glimmer in its bacon daddy's eyes. And, um, so I'm eating this, like, uh, triple, and, uh, <laughs> and my friend shows up, and he's got this engagement ring he gave to his and he's like uh, me uh, she and I broke up I'm really like he hands me the like he shows me the ring and he goes we broke up and I just start laughing you're like because why wouldn't this happen right now well part of it was like just nerves like just nervous energy like oh uh, of course you would why wouldn't you um and I'm like, well, I don't have the time to, like, give you to... Help you process. Yeah, like, you know, the whole, she's a bitch, or, you know, you fish in the, the sea, and so forth, yeah, so on. To be the best friend. You have other things in your and life. And he's like, yeah. well, like, he's like, well, what are you doing out here in the burbs? And I'm like, uh, yeah, my, my grandfather is dying, and I'm on my way there, but I thought I'd stop by Wendy's. Um... Uh, and, uh, and, as, uh, and my grandfather was an immigrant, so I would imagine he'd be okay with stopping by fast food, because that's America. And, um, you're getting something to eat. He'd want me to be taken care of. He would. Um, caporally. Well, I'm not dead, and I need fucking Wendy's. So, anyway, so he's like, oh, yeah, 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 catch up with me later. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, well, uh, I don't we'll think that'll later. happen. Yeah, like, that, that'll be like a day at least. Um, so that is my story of uh, death and breakup at a Wendy's. It's a lot funnier Does when it happens. Does that sound like, like, a, like, a, like a really crappy indie movie in the 90s? Death and, death and Breakup at a Wendy's? I think that's Zach Braff's next movie. Hmm, that makes sense. Or maybe Josh Radner's. Makes no, sense. he goes college He goes college James Franco is going to be involved in that project? Would I play James Franco? Or would he play me? No. He'd play Rob. I'm sorry, I got some a best friend and a death, and now I had to cut up my arm. I said, no, no he'd play so Rob. he got caught in between that. Okay. I said, James Franco, yeah, he'd play Rob. Seth Rogen play you. Jonah Hill play me. You think Jonah Hill? One of my coworkers recently asked me. I couldn't I get. Thought, I couldn't get Craig Robinson. So. Fair enough. Yeah. No. One of my coworkers recently asked me who I thought would play him, and 
you know the story of his life. I'm like Jason Mewes. He was he was less than enthused. Alicia Vitt for you. Really? Not a Laura Prefarm? I could go Laura Prefarm. Okay. Yeah, no, I I mean like the the Hollywood version of me, the the overly, you know, beautiful, gorgeous redhead would totally be Alicia Witt. Who's unjustified. So. Yeah, I was gonna say so but she's I mean, fresh like, in my mind, but but like, you know, like kind of a little more believable every day if you are pretty fun. Alicia Vitt from um Cecil Be Demented. That'd be you. I was thinking four rooms, but okay. Well, oh, she was one of the was she, she one was of the, the witches? She was Madonna's daughter in that. In the yeah, in the, wi- in the witches' whole, room. Yeah, like I said, and they have that hilarious scene where she takes her top off and she's wearing the electrical tape X's over her nips. Which has influenced my writing, uh, fucking forever. So, yay your tits, Alicia Vick. Speaking of influences of her writing, something very important happened this morning. Well, dun, we, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, are, are we going to do the law and order? Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. Yeah, or what is it? Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Just ominous tones. Just ominous tones. Bong, 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 bong. bong. Um, yeah, we're recording gold right now. <laughs> so, uh, you're welcome, Jason Siegel. Good for you, B. Um, that's where he does the Timmy yeah. thing. Um, but yes. So. Should we talk about Doug's bad morning and what it led up to? No, it's it, that'd be the entire hour. Um, I finally got a copy of my book. Um, as of, I'm gonna go damn Doug on this one. Sorry. Um, as of time of recording, um, this will be up on Wednesday, so you'll see pictures of it. I'll, I'll post them on Wednesday. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll do it in in, uh, uh, in concordance with this episode. Well, there's already pictures of it up on Deborah's Google+, Plus, but since nobody reads Google+, Plus, I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, who's on Google+. Plus? Well, the only reason I have... Who's, who's the Tom of Google+. Plus? There is no Tom of Google+, Plus, and let's be honest here, Doug, the only reason I maintain a Google+, Plus is because I need it for my Ingress info. All right, we'll you let shut you. your filthy whore mouth. Anyhow, the book is here. The book is here. And it looks fantastic. The Strangest Kindness. Um, it's been effectively self-published. Um, so you're going to read it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, honestly, I'll probably sit down and try and read it very, very quickly. And since I'm Oh, it's a, a guarantee. It's, it's probably a quick read. Well, it's more, you know, I suffer from time poverty, but if I'm drying out for a bit, that means I probably won't be sleeping. So I'll have lots of time to read it. Unfortunately, like I said, you and I are trying to squeeze in another episode here this week so we can have a cushion because I'm waffling. I'm, I'm thinking I want to go to the Global Ingress event in March, which means that I have to... Uh, you're not thinking. You're planning on doing it. No, I'm waffling on it because, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's all the way in freaking Boulder. Basically, that's it. It's all the way in freaking Boulder. And... You and I will have to try and squeeze in another cushion episode at that point, and it's a lot of work to get the inventory that I need that is suggested for that, and it's just shenanigans, basically. Anyways, but your book arrived, and I'm planning on burning through it very quickly. I'm thinking probably Monday night I actually may be able to read it cover to cover. 
And I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten. Not a lot of character development. It's very plot driven. Well, you know, I've gotten bits and pieces, and I've given you feedback and advice on the book. Okay. I didn't catch that, but anyways, like I said, I've given you feedback on that. And Lenny's gonna say, you know, I've done, I, I wouldn't. It's really funny because I try and describe to people about our creative process, and they're like, "So you're the editor?" I'm like, "No, I'm more like the sounding board that occasionally points left or right." On the book? No, in general, with you and I and our creative process. You're the chief creative officer, so anything. No, but I mean, like when we're working on, um, you know, KBACN or your book, you'll tell me where you are and where your brain is heading, and then I'll be like, "Well, I like this and this. Maybe you um, should go left or right." I would say in KBACN a lot more than, I mean, the book, because I had it half written, so it was like, well, I know where this is going, I know, um, I think you, you were there for kind of my, um, I don't quite know, like, how to write this chunk, or I'm suddenly at a block on... Or should I do this, should I do that, yeah, yeah, should yeah. I end it here, which I actually, I put the kibosh on a very specific plot point that you had in mind, I'm like, nope! Well, it, it, it struck a little close to home as time went on. It's not that. It was just horribly cliched and very soap opery. Yeah, but it would bled really interesting. It would have led to a lot of very interesting character development. Go ahead. Um, in, in the second book, which I really... I, we talked about this off-air, that I've already started putting the notes together for the second book. Oh my god, I have another book idea, by the way. Okay, we'll talk about that OF. Uh, no, we'll, we'll do it real quick right now. Okay. Let's, 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 how, how fast can Doug shoot Doug down? Um, I had the can idea... Can shoot Doug down, or can Doug shoot Doug down? I was going to say, because honestly, at that point, it was really... How fast can Deb shoot Doug down, as opposed to how fast can Doug shoot Doug down? Although, honestly, for the most part, Doug, all of your broad strokes ideas, I've been very pro. Like I said, I, like I said, I try to explain to people what role I have in the creative process, and they're like, so you, you're an editor. I'm like, I'm not no, that you involved. No, you did not edit it. No, like I said, I, I, my fingers are not that far in the pie. Yes, I'm making horrific hand gestures right now. Yeah. Hey, Doug, my fingers are not that far in the pie. Whoa, that was fisting. I was going to go fingering the butthole, but... Anyways. Full fist. I you never go full fist. You never go full fist hard. I haven't even taken my... I had that day recently. We'll talk about that later. Um, but no, you did not have a, a... Well, you had a huge impact on the end of the book, but not the, the, the genesis and... But it's more the general how you and I do things first creatively. First two acts, yeah. Like, no, how you and I do things creatively even as the network. Where they're like, well, well, you're the editor. You're, you're the one who, you know, does this and that and that. I'm like, it's actually a little bit more fluid than that. I was going to say, Doug is he's the workhorse. He's the, the detail, uh, he's the details man. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I tend to just more kind of control the direction and the flow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get too specific. Oh, but it's I shockingly mean, unspecific. Um, it's one of those things where, like, so you're, so, so what do you do? You but know, I recently brought up. manage the talent? I'm like, not even vaguely. Oh, close. not even close. Yeah, like I said, not I even manage vaguely. the talent. Um, I'm trying to tell you, you manage me, Doug? Yeah. You can't handle this ginger. This ginger, I can't handle. Right, if I just started singing. Can't, can't handle. 
can't I gen- this ginger? I just started saying we can't touch this in my head. Except it's the ginger. No, it's the Family Guy version. Can't touch me. Can't touch? Oh, is that the one where he gets dying with level two? I've got diplomatic immunity, so Hammer, you can't sue. Can't touch me. Except for you. You can touch me. <laughs> oh man, we are We are really off track. Well does it really matter? So let's jump to too many dicks. <laughs> Alright, let's do this. What too many Doug! You really do have the maturity of a twelve year old. And admittedly, pretty much anything Robocop I'm gonna watch. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of dicks in that Robocop. So I showed you the fan made Fan-made RoboCop, quote-unquote, RoboCop, scene 27. That's what you're going to That's what you're going to That's what you're going to Google if you, you want to know what we're talking fan-made about. RoboCop, fan-made RoboCop, scene 27? I'll tie it to our YouTube on this episode. Here's the thing, though, is that somebody obviously put a lot of time and effort into it. Oh, yeah. And there was a lot of male frontal nudity. No, there wasn't. It was all fake dicks. Yes, I realize it was all fake dicks, but I'm just saying there was a lot of hanging sack in there. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot. To the point where RoboCop had a seemingly imaginary... Second gun? Second gun, yeah. No, it's in the other thigh. No, it's not. Don't argue about fucking RoboCop. Well, here's the thing. What's in the other thigh if it's not another gun? I don't know. Fucking servos and shit? That also brings us to another... I'm not a goddamn scientist. I'm just saying. to another plot point. Neither of us have seen the new RoboCop yet. Which is a goddamn shame. I know, I was going to go see it yesterday, and then I just, I had, I had, I had, a, I had a crisis, and I couldn't see it. And I want to see it tonight, but I can't. Uh, 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 Sunday, Sunday, I'll go see it Sunday. I'm thinking I might demand a male acquaintance of mine take me to it on Monday. I won't have the time on Monday, I only have the time on Sunday. I have a pretty tight schedule on Monday, but I think as long as we manage to record in a different, I know it's going to say in a reasonable time frame, it should yeah. be okay. Okay. Because oddly enough, you know what I'm doing before we record is that it's the free day at the Denver Botanical Gardens. Look at flowers for free? Maybe there's a bunch of Ingress portals in there. Ah, uh, okay. Just your filthy horn now. So yesterday was seriously Trogdor. I'm sorry, Satan's cat was on the table. Not a euphemism. That'd be a grave euphemism for a period, by the way. Satan's cat? Satan's cat's on the table. I'll remember that. I just don't feel comfortable texting you that when it happens. You don't have to. I'd prefer the communist is in the fun house. And I, I did ruin Shark Week for you. And fun houses. Moving on. Actually, you know what? I meant to send you this link. It's these. It's a whole series of them, but the one I was going to send you was this pair of underwear that has a black lining, and then on the crotch it just says Shark Week. Gouch. I meant to send you that link. Never got around to it. Thank you. So speaking of Shark Week, yesterday was a fairly ridiculous, retarded day. That's right, I said retarded. It was Valentine's Day. Yeah, but how did that go with Shark Week? 
I would always act as the most inconvenient time. Oh. And I am, I'm not big on the V-Day. I never have been, and also You're not since... Not big on the V-D? I'm not big on the V-D. Right. Also, since my SO has his birthday... Happy Horny Werewolves Day! Awesome. Like I said, since my SO has his birthday on the 5th, we normally do something for that, and then we don't... Who's that so? Significant other. Oh. Really? Superior officer? Would be the military. Sometimes. Whoa. Anyways, like I said, his birthday's on the 5th. We don't really do Valentine's Day. Do you call him Sir? Never mind. No, I never call him Sir. Thank you. Dick. Sir, no thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Sir. Can I give him the sir sandwich? So to speak. So to speak. Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. If you follow us on the tweets... Mm -hmm. Deb and Doug had very different Valentine's Days. Yes, we actually did. Our non-turn knows me way too well. And admittedly, we have now known each other 11 years. Me and the non-turn. Okay. And so, hopefully you guys saw the picture up on the tweets. Or on the website where the tweets mm -hmm. are. He gave me a big... Uh, our Facebook or Twitter, yeah. Like I said, he gave me a very nice bouquet of fake roses with Jameson shooters glued into them. And uh, he referred to it as an anti-Valentine's Day gift because there were actually 13 roses in the bouquet. And 13 is unlucky. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Also, it's the day before Valentine's Day. And also a baker's dozen. And everyone knows bakers never work out. Never trust a fat baker. Wait. Mm -hmm. Got that backwards. No, kidding. kidding. Never, never trust a... No, you should really never trust... Bake thinner? You should never trust a skinny baker or a skinny chef. Right. Oh, Absolutely. And, which is funny that I said Unless that. it's that one guy from Ratatouille. <laughs> if you remember at the end of the movie, the food critic whose name is escaping me right now. And actually, on... Oh. Like I said, the end of the day, the end of the movie, he'd actually put on a little bit of weight. Was it when he's writing the, uh, on the typewriter ship like a skull? You want that, don't you? I do. But yes, so like I said, our non-turn being that he gives me a Valentine's Day gift every year. I actually normally demand Valentine's Day gifts from all of my close male friends. You're lucky you got off to out this year, Doug. So I'm not a close male friend? No, I thought you might be too fragile. What Blue Valentine? No. Well, I've been more and more seriously thinking about... Well, and I was posting Valentine's Day from the BACN. I mean, I was doing... You were fine, Doug. I was workplace it's, Valentine's like I coordinates. Said, I opted out of doing what I normally do, like I said, which is demanding Valentine's Day gifts for most of my close male friends because a lot of them are going through some stuff and some things. So. I would just give you one of my uh, my clicks, dupes. <laughs> Not Man of Steel. Well, it's really funny because I normally demand a specific gift, which is why... Me, you, me, me. Like I said, last year, Valentine's Day, I demanded a very specific gift from one of my close male friends to the point where he actually went to the Victoria's Secret with the note, gave it to one of the girls that was working there, and then returned with the very specific bra that I wanted. And this guy is not your boyfriend? No. Nothing? No. My SO and I rarely exchange actual gifts. Stop saying SO. It sounds like superior officer. That's really weird. I actually kind of like saying that now. Alright. My superior officer and I rarely exchange gifts. Wink. Wink! You're Wesley Crusher! Joke's on you. 
being Quill Wheaton. Quill Wheaton? Yes, Quill Wheaton. Why are you saying it so weird? I'm not saying it weird. Wheatons? Now I want Cool Whip. Cool Whip? You can't have a pause now. Cool Whip. <laughs> Go ahead, Doug. Why do I have to say moving on? You don't have That's to say moving on. That's not fair. However... So we're about, it's because we're talking about S.O.'s, and I have nothing to say about my... Now, after Valentine's Man. Day, I have been actually following, following up to that. Walking Dead is back! Oh, fuck you. You don't watch it. Moving on. Seriously? You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't get, you don't get the Walking Dead is back fucking fanfare. I do. Fine. You watch it binge. I watch it You know, week honestly, week. I haven't actually watched it in a very long time. I don't, no, I, I think middle of season two. I was well, like, there are eh. zombies. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> well, there's two things that stop me watching. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. There's three things that stop me watching. You say it. zombies, I'll actually punch you in the face. No, absolutely not. Okay. Read the comics. Mm hmm. Play it on Sundays at my work, so unfortunately I can't binge like spoiler I like to. Alert. Yeah, right. no. Yeah. And it's not so much a spoiler alert as that I know, like, the. I'm watching them out of order, which drives me a little nuts. Oh, God, yeah. Like I said, it's it's not the spoilers that bother me, it's the Just watching them out of order. Just putting in anything to you? What? Just putting mean anything to no. you? Okay. Guess I managed to shelter myself from that one. And like I said, in three, it's since I am a binge watcher, the second that I got to see one or two of them out of order, I'm like, meh, 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 done. Yeah, yeah. It's the same just, reason why I haven't watched Breaking Bad yet. Since I got the fucking finale ruined for me, once again, because of my work, I'm like, well, what's the Spoiler point? alert, there's meth. <laughs> Thank you, Heisenberg. No, I haven't had a haircut today. Um, you actually had a haircut today? No, I haven't, which is why I don't look like Heisenberg. Now, maybe on season five, when he starts growing it up. Um, but anyway, so Walking Dead is back. Um... Chris Hardwick still has a job. Chris Hardwick still has a job. Sorry, sorry. I hope everyone has been keeping up on their ad midnights. I, I try and watch them on the daily as I can, but I in general tend to binge watch them. There is nothing better, though, than ending my night laughing. I love it. I love watching the ad midnights. Don't ever tell your SO that. Um, so. He, no, he's sat here and watched them with me. I meant sexually. Um, sexually. Sexually. This is my band. Sexual chocolate. Anyways. I've decided we don't have enough film references on the show. So. But there is really nothing better than ending my night laughing. And, you know, actually, even Talking Dead, Talking Dead is like that, where I, I love ending my night uh, listening to... Marilyn Manson. Are you trying to tell me that wasn't hilarious? Because that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Doug, I would like to see you do Talking Dead after you make out with a bottle of vodka. I would be more coherent. I said more. More coherent than Marilyn Manson. Anyhow. Like I said, Walking Dead is back. I saw the last episode before they went on hiatus. Yes. So I am interested into what's happening now. But it's one of those things where I think I kind of maybe need to start fresh, if that makes sense. I think I might need to just, like, start at the beginning and then watch up to the end of the last season and then wait till this season ends and watch it then. Um, no, you can watch till the, um, 
the hiatus. I might need a palate cleanser. I mean, I might need to, you know, watch some Shaun of the Dead and some Zombie Land and a few other things. No, the the hiatus ended pretty. I mean, it, it, I'm so sorry. That's I. My phone apparently turned itself on to Ingress. It's aware. No, Skynet. I, I. You know, I didn't touch shit. No, I know. It's fucking Skynet. So, well, she's dealing with that. Um, no, no, it's I'm, I have the, no idea the, what the, the hell just happened. The kind of, the kind of season four A and B, um, as they're referring it, uh, to it as um, season four A ended very definitively in terms of. You mean with you know the horrific scene with them finding a bloody child carrier? It did. It did. did. Well, now. Let me finish. Sorry, go ahead. Um, it did end definitively with um, the governor, but it it separated the the group, as we'll call them, uh, the group. No, finish your thought, and then I'll ask you a weird side note about the governor. Um, it it opened up a whole can of worms by dividing the group, um, and the new season, uh, the new the the uh, season four B. Um, is focusing on each kind of chunk of survivors. Um, very interestingly, I might add, up upon the first episode. Um, and then we'll see kind of where it goes. And I've, I've already called out with a co-worker some of my thoughts. So whenever the governor makes an appearance, do you hear when the man comes around by Johnny Cash? Because I totally do. No, I actually think of the man in black from the stand. I said, I think, when the man comes around. In the bushes, with a gun. Like I said, I... I he might almost shoot Michonne, but he won't. Like I said, I hear... But he should have. Yeah. He might have saved his life. Yeah. I mean, if you're rooting for the governor, I'm just saying. There is If you read the else. comics, the governor's a bastard right off the front. Like I said, if you read the comics, you were never rooting for the oh, governor. Oh, God, no. Never. Oh, God, no. Uh, but in the comic... Oh, I'm sorry, in the TV show... The governor has a very sympathetic backstory um, walking into his intro and his kind of rebirth until he does the siege on the prison. Um, There's the thing, though, is that it's, it happens very early on in the comic. I, I will tell you, by the way, no, I, will, I, will say, I, I, want, I want to say this real quick uh, before we talk about the comic. Um... The new episode has the pangs, almost, ver- uh, not, I wouldn't say verbatim, but kind of the emotional echoes of issues, and they say it's on Talking Dead, and it's absolutely true. Um, I have not read the comics, and I agree with Talking Dead, that it has the emotional echoes of issues, I believe, 49 and 50, um, where you do have uh, Carl and Rick kind of on their own and Carl coming up into his own. I'm not going to say how or why. I don't want to spoil it. Hashtag pudding motherfuckers. <laughs> don't say pudding motherfuckers. Just pudding. It's just hashtag pudding. Um, until you see it, yeah. Pudding. But, like I said, very early I'll bet on... You, I'll bet you sales of fucking chuckle pudding went up after that episode. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. 
Anyhow, like I said, it happens early on, very early on in the comic where Rick does his, you know, monologue and pops out with the phrase, we are the walking dead. It's not the zombies, it's us. They, yeah. Well, and they do have that in the, I believe, second season in the, sh- in the, in the show. Because I think it was... In- after they go to the CDC and they, they go, look, we're all infected with whatever it is. Once we die, we will come back. We are literally the Walking Dead. Which is the same thing that actually happens in the the X series. We're all infected, so once we die. I got the third book. God help me. God help me, I got the third book. But like I said... Can I have the second book back? Yes, you can. I'm not going to fucking read it. I keep trying... Can I have Durst back? No. Okay. I'm using that. To prop up my book? To do something else. Planking. I just like to look at Chris. You're jerking up to Hardwicker. Kidding, kidding. Anyways. Uh, I was going to say, but no, like I said, it happens very early. Or whatever your equivalent of jerking off is. Jelling off? Is that, is that the phrase? Personal DJ? Tickling the pussy beard? Whatever it is. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. That's why I said it. But like I said, it, one of the points of the comic was that Pretty much everything was pointless. Yes, it's very as 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 existential, which existential, existential, which um, Kirkman is not, which is weirdly no, not even a little bit. No, he's not. Mm. He like his people, a.e. fat, are jolly and have a good outlook on life. Also, have a hit show. You're in a mood. Fuck you, I read Battle Pope. Like, I support Kirkman hands down. I've supported Kirkman since... I'm sorry, I just started hearing Pope on rope in my head. Damn you, Guar. Battle Pope, uh, uh, Science Dog, uh, Battle Jacket. Like, fuck you, I'm a Kirkman aficionado. I love Kirkman. Invincible, for fuck's sake. I have the first four issues in first printing. But like I said, it's just the comics, like, one of the, the main themes was this is all pointless, no matter what we do. We're going to keep doing all of the, these the things. Laws of man are going to keep getting broken. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not how the show is, which is fine. The show is not the comic book. I'm well, totally the show okay keeps, with that. Well, the show keeps killing every moral center of, of the group. Which is part of what was happening in the comic, is that the moral center, it's, it's going to get corrupted. It's going to get killed. Hey, do you have an opinion? Great, you're dead. Yeah. And you're going to die violently. We Did we talk about fucking Herschel's death? Oh. He gets his head cut off! Such as walking dead. It's all pointless, Doug. Do you, do you think if he did a do you think if he did a zombie movie we call it Walking Dead? No. Okay. Moving on to things. Mm-hmm. You're halfway through Torchwood. I am. I got to the end of the second season. Um, where it's speaking of the Walking Dead, uh, Burn Gordman. name. Anyway, um, I'm sure the Owen. Owen. Owen finally dies. Again, uh, he died and was brought back, and he dies again, um, saving uh, Cardiff from a okay. nuclear meltdown. The correct phrasing for that is he Tasha Yard it. 
Tasha Yar did? Yeah, you know Tasha Yar from Star Trek. Oh, yes. Okay. And back to Will Wheaton. Alright, anyway. Um, so, uh, he died. Ta- speaking of Tosh, uh, Tosh died. Mm-hmm. Um, so, literally, I, I got to the point where uh, Jack Harkness is talking to... Barrowman! Barrowman! Yeah. Is talking to uh, the character Gwen Cooper, who's a uh, ascendant. Uh, I'm sorry, descendant of a character from Doctor Who mm-hmm. season uh, with uh, Chris Eccleston. Um, and he's like... New Doctor Who season one? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the, what is it? The, the, what are they calling it? The, the 2007, the modern Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, so he's talking to her and it's like, it's like, I can't go on after Tosh and Owen have died. And he's like, no, we need to go on. And I know that um, apparently in the third season, shit hits the fan. Like, in a very serious way, don't you... I'm not saying anything. But the fact that they truncated the season and called it, like, kind of a mini-series. Yeah. Uh, Children of Earth, Children of Earth, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm very interested to see your reaction to it, because I enjoyed it greatly. The third season. Oh, yes. I mean... It is. Shit hits the fan, but like I said, I enjoy. No it one talks weird. about the fourth season, though. So it's really kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. After the third season, it, the fourth season was very lackluster to me. I don't know what other people's opinions are. Okay. I was just like, so you guys did all this stuff and kind of took a bunch of really interesting risks, and now this is your follow-up. I'm really, I'm really mad that Bern Gorman will not be coming back. I really did like him as Owen. I mean, everyone goes, well, he was made he was made to, to be hated, and I'm like, yeah, and that's why I loved him. Like, he, he was a fucking he was a, dick. He was an excellent, almost like 70s style anti-hero. Well, and he was, he was a great, he like... He was a great anti-hero. He was a, he was, he was a really nice um, kind of mirror to Jack Harkness's sexiness. <laughs> where you have, like... I love hearing you talk about Harkness's sexiness. Nah, I'll talk about it. Where Jack Harkness is like... That's right, Merlin. It's happening now. Is that a Merlin reference? Malcolm Merlin. Oh, yes. Arrow. Well, he survives. Not a parbat. We'll get to Arrow in a bit. But, um... Uh, it's not won't. on my list. We won't oh, get to Arrow. Oh, right, we won't. So, not a parbat's the end of that one. But, uh... But I like that he kind of had that, like... Like, Jack Harkness kind of has the, like... The light side, the Jedi side, if you will... The Jedi side of, like, charming sexiness. You're talking about Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. And and, and Owen kind of had the dark side He's of it. He's the Emperor. I wouldn't call him the Emperor. I might call him, uh, Vader. Maybe Grievous. Before the cybernetic thing happened. Alright, moving on. Okay. I'm an idiot mm-hmm. because our next topic I wrote down with an N instead of a K. Nights of badassness. <laughs> oh, it's like a day and night. Yeah. Nights like I said, I didn't, write, I didn't write K because um, I'm a moron. I don't want to spoil this too much because I know, I know, by the way, I, I know, know you are going to watch this before we talk next week. Not Monday, 
Saturday. Okay. I was going to say. No, no, no. I'll try. No, no. Saturday's a whole different deal. Saturday's a whole different... Uh, I'm sorry, Monday's a whole different animal. Saturday, the next time we record, you will have watched this. Make it a goddamn point. I'm sure it'll happen. Because... Here's like I said, gonna, especially, like I said, since I'm drying out for a bit, I'll have lots of free time where I'm not sleeping. Here's what I'm going to say about Knights of Badassdom. One, lives up to the name. Two, the plot. LARPers accidentally summoning, summoning a demon. I'm a little bit sad that Bruce Campbell isn't in it. He should be. Yeah. But. Well, the casting is fantastic. But three, the casting is fantastic. You have, in order of off, of, of awesomeness. Sorry, by the way, for the first one mentioned, Steve Zahn. Who's I love him. I love I love Steve Zahn. I love him in Thing You Do. I love him. Yeah. Actually, because I know Steve Zahn so well and I know his voice, I helped my team win trivia last night because I knew the quote was Steve Zahn, and then we figured out contextually it was Steve Zahn from that Thing You Do. So how weird is that? Really kind of weird. Uh, the man Zahn. has a really nice camper, and he's offering to put our song on the radio. I'm signing. We're all signing. How did you not get fucking that thing you do right off the bat? I haven't watched it in a number of years. I fucking memorized it. It's a great movie. I, it's the I scene wish, where they're, it's the scene where they're playing it in, in the guy's father's like store. Like That's great. Like I said, I really, and they all pull over, and Jimmy's a dick. Like I said, I really wish that they'd had a Jimmy's better... always a dick. Had a, had a better editor for that film because the pacing was a little bit slow. Really? But it's still an excellent film. It's directed by Tom Hanks. And it was also his first attempt. Well, he's got a brain cloud. And AIDS. <laughs> Moving on. What terrible movie did you watch? No, no, hold on. No, hold you on. want to talk about So Life Steve Zahn. Yes. Summer Glow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, I hope I'm saying this right, Quanon. From True Blood, he plays Sookie's uh, brother. Jason. Jason. Jason Sackhouse. He's actually supposed to be very, very smart in real life, and he's an Aussie. Most people don't know that. Really? Yeah. His accent is flawless. And I think we just, we need to say the last two with some, with some gravatas. With some vigor? Peter Dinklage. Love him. Which apparently they did a real-life LARPing experiences. To train for train, quote unquote, train for the film, and Peter Dinklage won. As well so as well videos. as well he should. There are so many hilarious LARPing videos online. I can't even count. And then a couple cameos which you might be interested in are the people. Brampa Sane. Mm-hmm. Danny Pudi. You go play those Sanjays. No, he didn't. He, he no, no, like, no. It's when he's talking about his his acting career up until he landed Community. He was talking about one year where what he did is he I think he played like three Sanjays. Yeah. And since since he's what like half Polish, isn't he? Half Polish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's half Polish and half Indian or Pakistani. Pakistan. Uh, I want to say Lebanese. It might be Lebanese. See, now we're gonna have to look it up on the internet. We'll have a Internet correct us. Danny Pudi's half Polish and half... What? Awesome? Oh no, he's 100% awesome. Okay. But you really enjoyed Dice of Bad? I did. So much? I liked it more than I liked I Frankenstein. That was going to be the segue. It was It was good idea, bad idea. Uh, it was... 
Okay, it's written by a guy who I don't, I don't know. He knows that he wrote a script well enough. Uh, Michael Graveau, who is the voice of Black Beetle from um, Young Justice season two, we'll cover that later. Um, Actually, because I now have an antenna, I've been watching Justice League Unlimited. So we really need to watch Young. I mean, we really need to watch the second season of Young Justice. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I need you to catch me up in the. I need you to catch me up in the comic universe. Well, the the DC animated universe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really need you to catch um, me up. Actually, I do. Actually, I just got the movie that bridges the gap between uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Um, and as James Woods as an existentialist, that's kind of like weird. Mind the gap. So. Um, yeah, uh, oh, Kevin Gavreau uh, uh, wrote it, um, plays a bit part in it, but it's from the same director, same studio as Underworld. Yes, who's our lead, though? Aaron Eckhart, which... Why? You no, do good no, no, things! No, 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 no. He did... Hot. He did a better job acting that movie than that movie deserved. I, and I, great, I, I'm sure I really do job, believe that. But I'm just his egg. His agent needs to get kicked in the junk because he's a great actor who has much better options. True. Um, White House Down. He was great. This is a movie Thank that you for smoking. It was awesome. Uh, I wasn't overly thrilled with the movie, but because I read the book and the book had a plot. Um, if you the movie it. did not. Fuck off. The movie did not have a plot. The movie did not have a plot, but he was great at it. Oh. Uh, Alright. Yeah. I, I actually I'm, I'm actually hard up to think who else would play Nick Naylor. I, I really am. Thank I you. really am. Yeah. I really am. Um, I can think of one other person, but it would be really weird. Edward Norman. Uh, I was going to say Tom Cruise, but then it would be really weird during the sex scene with Katie Holmes. No, I say Edward Norman. No. You don't think Edward Norton could do Nick Naylor? He's not pretty enough. You don't think Edward Norton's pretty? No. Have you never seen him in American History X? Being cut and being pretty are two different things. Sploosh. Anyways, moving on. Sploosh. <laughs> I love it when he kills that black guy. Sploosh. Arnaud and I had a conversation about that. How about how that might be the literally most uncomfortable scene we have ever watched in a movie, ever. Like, even thinking about it makes me a little bit physically uncomfortable. The curb stomp episode. Or the yeah. curb stomp scene. Like I said, the scene where right before that you see the kid putting his teeth on the curb. And then they scrape. They scrape across Like I said, it. literally the most uncomfortable scene I think I have ever watched. Thunk. Ever. That's not the right sound. No, it's 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 a crunch and a sucking noise. Sklurch. Like I said, literally the most uncomfortable scene I've or ever watched. Sklurch. In my entire life. Like, real life, movie, imagined, anything. Worst, most uncomfortable scene. Well, you haven't, seen, you obviously haven't seen all of uh, I Frankenstein. Recently? 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 Racistly? No, we've yeah, listened to it recently. Racistly. It's multicultural. Broken Bells. Um, I love their new album. We haven't talked... We don't talk a lot about music on this album. Well, uh, this because podcast. I was going to say, I, I'm not good on being up on music. You know me. Um, I'm stuck I, in my, my little city. Are you done with OPP? 
Well, then I don't know you. (laughs) Or wait, I don't know me? Which is funny, because I immediately thought of the Sister Act 2 joke they have with that when they're asking if you're down with G.O.D. Well, you know me. You know Lauren Hill when she was still okay with working with white people. (laughs) Fucking speaking of racist. Um, But, Broken Bells. The new Broken Bells is fucking fantastic. That's all I really want to say about it. Um, I am a huge fan of Danger Mouse. I've been a huge fan of him since uh, The Great Album, which was a mashup of uh, The Beatles' White Album and Jay-Z's Black Album. I admit, I actually listen to a lot of Danger Mouse when I'm out in the morning exercising. I'll, I'll put my, you know, Pandora on, and there's a lot of Danger Mouse on my, my workout station. Well, you've got Gnarls Barkley, you've got Danger Doom. He works a lot with, with, with uh, MF Doom. Um, and then, um... Doesn't it Danger Doom that snuck a bunch of copies of their album in as Paris Hilton's album? Yes. Thank you, Adult Swim, for bringing that to our attention. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Danger Doom would be, uh, The Mask and the Mouse would be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Sofa King. That pops up on my workout station, too, and I always fucking laugh like an idiot every It's got time. The, the weird witch doctor from, uh, from Awkward and Hunger Force. Exactly. No, uh, no, not so fast. Ah, uh, no. what you say is funny. Ah, uh, what you say is funny. You say funny got, thing, that's what he says. You say funny, that's what it was, is you say funny thing. You say funny thing. I got hate. That's like Jimmy Chicken Bones or whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and... You wanna talk about it? Nah. Okay, I guess we'll, we'll continue on to our normal segments. The internet told me I was wrong. No, you fucking didn't. We were full of awesome. We have no corrections from last week. Nope. None at all. I actually do have two mistakes I made this week. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you have any. (laughs) Laugh. Does that mean you have one you'd like to share with the class? No. Okay, then. It's out of my entire Saturday, but anyway. (laughs) Meh. Anyways. The two I have. Um, I had to be up stupid early, as previously discussed with you on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I demanded that the non-turns stop at a McDonald's because I was up early enough to have McDonald's breakfast, which hasn't happened in a thousand years. Oh, you're like that kid in Big Daddy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, two things about that. One, those aren't fucking hash browns, but I love that fucking thing so goddamn much it's stupid. I love McDonald's quote-unquote hash browns. Oh, the little things. Yeah, it, it's almost like more like, like a German potato dumpling than a hash brown, but it's just still so fucking good. It's a oh, big chunk it. of tiny fries. Yeah, like I said, I love it so much. That and their biscuits. I love a egg and cheese fucking biscuit on their... I don't even know what they are, because they don't taste like biscuits, but they're so fucking good. It's just stupid. It's like, I love this fake food so much. And I'm a big proponent of whole food and actual real food and things that you make from scratch, but why do I love McDonald's breakfast so much? It's full of fat and sugar and awesome. <sighs> like you? Mm-hmm. Full of fat and sugar and awesome? Yep. Oh. Yeah, that's much sugar. But fat and awesome. There's a lot of sugar in Red Bull, Doug. Not drinking one. Right. Other. Like, this might almost just be more the realizing how much Google knows about me than anything else. You're a cunt doing it anyway. 
What, drinking my Red Bull? Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't care. I'll show my Red Bull with you. Why oh, do you So one of our future guests will probably happen pretty shortly. Sent me a text message. That was a quote from text from last night. You're familiar with the website, right? Oh, what? Very well, why? Yes. Which was you pop the Plan B pill, clap twice, announced mischief managed, and headed for the bar. Which is awesome because it's a Harry Potter reference and it involves taking Plan B and going to the bar. Exactly. You clap twice, say mischief managed, then the, the map shuts down, the yep. Marauder's map, if you remember correctly. <laughs> yep. Which is awesome, and I did laugh hysterically when she sent that to me. However, because she sent me a text that said Plan B in it, Google has now started putting ads for Plan B on my internet when I'm surfing sites. Thanks, Google. Thanks, S.O. But it's just like I said, she sent me the text message that happened to say Plan B in it, and five seconds later when I'm looking at my celebrity gossip websites... Oh, hey, look. do you need an anti-baby pill? Yeah. Thanks, Google. So glad you know everything about me. Welcome to Google. I don't mind. They may be a terrible, terrible overlord, but they do run a good search engine. Full of baby killing pills. Plan B doesn't kill a baby. No, it stops the baby. No, Plan B prevents you from becoming pregnant. It doesn't end a pregnancy. They're completely different. It brick walls the baby. Oh, we need to end this episode. Social contract, asshole. Product picture taker. Mr. Product picture taker, man. Well, speaking of products. Now, if I were to take a picture of Plan B, it would be a baby running into a brick wall. Uh, <clears throat> Doug. In a hot rod. You're such an a-hole. Because it'd be like cool and hip. It'd be like a... It'd be like Justin Bieber in that diaper picture. So, Doug had a terrible morning. Yep. And, and we'll put I want to talk about product pictures. It's actually more product styling than anything else. Um, I had to buy a new... Um, power supply. Power supply for the computer. Fine. Whatever. But the way Mac shot the picture on the box made me think they had reconfigured the pins for a MacBook... Um, like they did for the iPhone 5. Um, this transcends technology into pictures of what you buy should be goddamn what you get. Like, the, we, we both discussed off-air that the picture of that was on the Mac a product that I'm talking about. It looked very deceptive. I completely yes, and utterly... absolutely deceptive. It should have been shot from a different angle with the... the this... Uh, the, 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 the safe part pointing out. Like and I said, it, it looked like it might not actually work with your laptop. I, I no, and, and based on what they did with the iPhone 5... I, it, I understand the reasoning why you thought that it might be different and you wanted them to open up the box so you could actually try it out. Yes, but the thing is, advertising, period, is buy it sight unseen. And I had the inclination to go, I don't like that. Can we get one out? Can we get the store version out? Or whatever the, the, the uh, what do they call that? Um, floor, floor model. model. Thank you. Really? Can we get the floor model out? You've been watching Archer. You didn't know floor model? No, should I have? You don't mind driving around a new Cadillac. 
It was the floor model. It was the oh god, the last couple episodes. Sorry. But no, it's it's not so much That's deceptive. Stupid FBI guy. Like I said, it's not so much. Stupid. Do you want to punch him in the face? You want to punch him in the face? Of course, right? you want to punch him in the face. All right. But on this topic, it's not so much deceptive advertising as stupid advertising. Yes, I agree with McDonald's. We'll go with McDonald's. Okay. Yeah, the McDonald's. You know you, that burger that you see in the picture and in the ads. That's not the burger you're gonna get. And this is something where you know I have a, a I have a very a huge emotional dichotomy with the movie um, falling down. Um, I have an issue with it because it seemingly at the very beginning glorifies a um, domestic violent relationship. But it transcends to capitalism and it says... It transcends to a man that just, he can't take the environment that he's forced into anymore. And that environment is lying to him mm-hmm. through pictures and advertising. And I'm with you wholeheartedly. What's wrong with the street? Nothing. Well, then why the fuck are you working? Yeah, pretty much. And then he chips a bazooka down and it's fucking awesome. Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Okay, Simon, do you mind answering a few questions for us? So, Simon, Ellen Page came out this week as a lesbian. How do you feel like this will affect people's perception of her and maybe their perception of gay people in general? Can you speak up a little? I swear to God, if you don't enunciate your words, I may strangle you. Speak up and enunciate. I don't want to hear... I want to hear actual words. Alright, that's it. We're fucking done. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. Executive producers, Deb Barnett and Doug Nickberg. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and BACN Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!